0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports Mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie you can Follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E-Letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. Going to do a little state of the Broncos and uh, how they have been faring in this free agency is it looks like at least uh, money-wise it, it's just about over for the Denver Broncos. I don't want to, uh, by all means, uh, solidify that, but they've done they've done a lot of work so far, certainly, and I uh, want to take an overall step-back look at what they've done, what positions they've shored up, who they have gained, and who they have lost. That is coming up on the podcast today, but first... Our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on Tap 100, Colorado Distilled Spirits, Chef Andrea Varela. in and that locally sourced, rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Strongly encourage you to go check it out over there at Tap 14. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. Tap14.com. Uh, and I have to be honest, it caught me off guard. I did not think that the Denver Broncos were going to be so explosive. As far as day one goes in dropping so much money, obviously, for Juwan James, Kareem Jackson. But now that we know where they're at, and and look, they have a little bit more money to play with, but more than likely, they're just about done. They're just about sitting out the rest of this free agency after the signing of Bryce Callahan. So, of course, the key players added to Denver was Joe Flacco at the quarterback position. Juwan James going to be your starting right tackle. Kareem Jackson is going to be your starting number two corner and Bryce Callahan, who is going to be your starting slot corner, third corner. If you want to add Jeff Hireman signing there as uh, essentially somebody who has been retained, fine. Go for it. Now let's talk about the players that they did lose. Uh, Guard Billy Turner and Matt Paradis. Those are two glaring ones. Okay, Obviously on the offensive line, we'll talk about the offensive line in a second. Cornerback Bradley Roby, who everybody knows, kind of my take by now. I I am not worried about the loss of Bradley Roby. I think the guys they brought in far better, Max Garcia as well too, and Case Keenum. I don't think anybody's uh, worried about losing Case Keenum. Darian Stewart, the veteran safety, that leaves Chris Harris Jr. as the only no fly zone participant left on this team. Tight end Matt LaCosse and edge rusher Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett, I think, is the biggest loss here in regards to what was realistically able to be brought back because, and and look, Shaq Barrett wanted a starting opportunity. He's going to get a chance to compete for the starting job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was probably not going to be the case here. It was a cheap deal. It was a prove-it deal, and it's going to set Shaq up for a potential massive deal in the event where he plays well, starts 16 games, stays healthy. The biggest loss, though, however, is Matt Paradis, but I don't think it was realistic for Denver to re-sign him. It's unfortunate because Matt Paradis, a key cog on that offensive line, now you're going to move Connor McGovern over to that center position. You are essentially playing with fire now at the right guard position, and you are going to say, hey, Sam Jones, Eliza Wilkinson, duke it out, and the best man wins, and that's a little scary. I know they like Elijah Wilkinson a lot. Sam Jones, this upstart young kid, but those are two unproven guards. We'll see how it plays out. Obviously, then that sets up for Juwan James to play the right tackle position. Garrett Bolds the left tackle position, and Ron Leary at left guard. Connor McGovern will slide over and play center. But Paradis was your biggest loss. But again, I, I just don't know if it was very realistic after we saw how much money was dumped at Kareem Jackson, Jawan James, and it didn't ever look like he was transitioning or, or trending that way. Look, you hear about reports left and right of this happening, that happening, but in reality, it just didn't seem like there was going to be a long-term fit. He signs with Carolina and Denver moves on. Obviously, the biggest headliner is Joe Flacco over Case Keenum, which I do think is an upgrade. How much of an upgrade? Uh, This is now the new official term for Broncos quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, he is an upgrade, but uh, Joe Flacco, average quarterback. But when you kind of start to talk about good quarterbacks, you're like, uh, so it's an upgrade, but uh, not a great upgrade. Okay. Obviously, this is just another bridge. This is a extension of the bridge that wasn't good enough. The extension of your bridge, the original bridge that you built, is now crumbling, so you had to get off that bridge, extend to another bridge that hopefully is strong enough to get you to 2020, where then you take a franchise quarterback. That's essentially where Denver is. Now, maybe they fall in love with a guy this year. Who knows? That's another discussion for another time. I applaud John Elway for this. And that's always thinking with a mindset of not going away from what you kind of want this identity to be on this Denver team. It would have been really easy for Denver to say, okay, let's go heavy on offense this year and let's push the the defense aside and, and just punt the cornerback position or whatever the case, draft a high corner and just hope he pans out. Elway has always said that they will not sacrifice the defense for the offense is that they will always continually be as, as balanced as they can be, but it's not because they had this historic defense, they're not going to just go away from it now and apply it to the offense, those assets to the offense. And I applaud that because I think, as a team in general, this identity until Von Miller is not the pass rusher that he is, the identity is the defense. And I think with Bradley Chubb now on this team, This is going to be the identity of the defense or or the team as being a defensive team for a while. And I think L.A. understands that, that there's a recipe there to win. And I think he sees that best because he is a quarterback. And he knows, he knows in his mind that a quarterback that is undisrupted against a bad defense, that team will never lose. That team will never lose. You give Tom Brady five seconds every single week, the Patriots will go thirteen and three every single year. You have to be able to disrupt the quarterback position, and I think that's that's what John Elway understands better than most because he played the position for so so many years. So I applaud him for doing that. But boy, gosh, this defense better be incredible, because the offense, uh, it's kind of. Uh, like Joe Flacco pulling the triggers. Maybe the scheme gets better. This is what we said last year. We said this last year that, oh gosh, Case Keenum, he's a lot of excitement. He could be the, the Minnesota guy that we all think he can be. And that paired with Bill Musgrave, it's going to be this great offense because Bill Musgrave knows how to get everything out of Case Keenum. That's This is all what we're saying about Rich Gangarello and Joe Flacco. It's the same thing. Now, maybe it's different. Joe Flacco has been to a Super Bowl. Case Keenum is not. Joe Flacco has far more consistent, successful years. Case Keenum does not. So there's a lot more history there, which allows you to be more confident in saying Flacco is an upgrade over Case Keenum. The problem is, is Joe Flacco's consistency has always been as a average to good quarterback, and that was in his prime. He's not in his prime. As much as John Elway wants to say, He's in his prime, and he's got so many successfully. He's not. He's 34. Okay? This is a guy who can play for a couple more years, maybe at a okay level at best, good level at best. He's a bridge. He knows it. Denver knows it. And all the fans know it. But as a bridge, it's not that bad. So I think the additions that they made, the Denver Broncos overall, I think they had a home run free agency. I really do. I top five in the league next to Cleveland, maybe the Jets. I mean, they added so much good talent at so many crucial positions. And Bryce Callahan was this cherry on top to kind of wrap the whole thing up and really push them over the edge. I love what Denver has done in free agency. Now let's hope they nail it in the draft, because gosh, that's a couple, couple major pillars in a row. You can kind of put a green check mark next to it and say, they nailed it. Okay. 2018 draft, they nailed it. The coaching search, coordinator search, a little unproven, but I think out of the guys that were out and about or are potential candidates, I think they nailed it. I like Vic Fangio a lot. Bringing in Mike Munchuk was a home run. We can, we can consider that a nailed it. Check mark, ding and now free agency. We'll see if they pan out. Now, certainly, a lot of these guys could end up just being bust, but as we see it right now, looks pretty successful. So again, be sure to check out all the great info and uh, previous archives of the podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com, where, of course, you can check out the podcast. You can check out the articles surrounding the Denver Broncos and uh, the news info that uh, you need to stay updated as one of the fans of the team. So be sure to go check it out over there at MileHighSports.com. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at RonnieKRadio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And, of course, be sure to download that new Mile High Sports mobile app that is free for Apple and Android where you can stay up to date on the Denver Broncos. That includes content from MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. See you, y'all.